Hey everyone, this is Josh with Synchronized Universe. Going to chat a little bit more uh, today about what it's like living with anxiety, which is something I've basically lived with my entire life, or at least since my earliest memories. Like Once you start really looking back, looking back at all the patterns and stuff, you can start to see how things like mental health issues have affected you, but you have to really look back. It's hard to see currently what you're doing. You know, it's just something you you have to be able to reflect to see. So anxiety has definitely been a really, really harsh struggle my entire life and something I'm still trying to actively work to overcome. Like I'm not a person who likes to take meds for anything because I've tried it all. I've tried all the meds, the different meds for anxiety and I'm not knocking anybody who does try it. However, for me, I found that they either just put me to sleep or like they're just they just work too good to the point where like I don't want to be dependent on an anxiety med is what I'm getting at. So like the things that anxiety's done for me is like it's like just do even the basic things like waiting in line at a checkout stand, paying with cash and you know, having to fumble fumble through my my wallet to get change or this or that, like you know, the person waiting behind me, like, I care too much about making that person wait. It's just stupid little things like that that don't make sense to anybody, but for someone with anxiety, it's like, you know, the end of the freaking world. And it's definitely something I've been working to overcome. Like, when I do experience those kind of situations, I stop and tell myself, you know, it's okay to take a couple extra seconds. It's okay to make somebody wait. It's not the end of the world. And I think a lot of where that, you know, lack of patience with myself is because of the things I experienced, like with my dad. My dad was not a patient person. You know, he would always scream at me, this or that. And I think that that's ingrained into my brain from, you know, all the trauma I experienced when I'm in child. I know that's exactly where it comes from, first of all. (laughs) But yes, like... You know, being screamed at when you're asked to bring something and you don't do it fast enough, you know. So it's just like that constant innate fear in the back of your mind that is basically, it's lying to you. You know what I mean? But it's something, you know, I have to work to overcome. But as I've been working on it, I do, you know, I have less and less and less experiences like that. But it still does happen. Most of my anxiety currently lies with my kids and you know worrying about things happening to them which is you know normal for a parent but for me it's you know it seems to be a lot worse because I've lost a child you know me me and and me and my wife lost a child back in 2014 lost our daughter to a congenital heart defect at four days old and it's still stuck with me today you know, I've built, a, you know, basically a life around that trauma. I spent a couple years just completely lost in drugs and alcohol, trying to bury all that pain in any way I could. And now that I'm sober, like, I notice the pain a lot more. Like, they say that time heals you, and that is absolutely incorrect. Time does not heal you at all. <laughs> you just learn to live with the pain or you bury it with alcohol or drugs or any other means of burying things. 
So, like I said, now that I'm not <laughs> completely addicted to drugs and bearing all that trauma, I'm having to to deal with these triggers, like just the stupidest things. And I'm worried about my kids doing anything, getting out of my sight, because I know that I literally couldn't handle losing another child. It's like the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And, you know, unfortunately, it's made me who I am today. Like, you know, I've definitely had to, I've had to go through a lot of pain. And that's just, you know, a fraction of what I've been through. So, like, there's that, and then there's everything else. And you find that as an adult, you got kids, and you have all this stuff, and you still have to figure out a way to work through this trauma. Otherwise, you're just going to repeat the trauma with your kids. You're going to pass this trauma on. You're going to basically transmit your pain and suffering onto your kids. And a lot of people aren't conscious of that. Unfortunately, a couple years back, I became, you know, as I started researching spirituality, I became very conscious of everything that I do. So now when I do everything, I'm like, man, how is this affecting them down the road? Like, that's what a lot of people don't realize with their kids is you're affecting how they're going to live their life. You're affecting their every relationship by how you treat your kids. <laughs> their entire life is going to be based around how you treat them. And that's scary. It really is. <laughs> There's no denying how scary that really is. So, you know, that's stuff that I think about every day. Not a lot of people do. I notice that when I talk to, I interact with a lot of people and there's some that do and some that don't. And like, I see it all around me. Like I see these people neglecting or doing things they're not supposed to. And like, it just, it's sad, man. I mean, everybody is just trying to do the best thing, best way they know how. And honestly speaking, like I understand now why they say to wait till you have kids until like, you know, you're in your late twenties, thirties, because you don't have your life figured out when you're in your twenties. You really don't. At least not most people. Most people do not have their lives figured out <laughs> when they're in their twenties. They really don't. They're out partying, they're out doing whatever. And that's why they, when you have these, when you have kids, when you're, when you're worried about yourself and worried about partying, like you're just going to create these negative repeating patterns. You know what I mean? Your, your kids are going to have to suffer through you becoming an adult. Because you're not an adult when you're in your early 20s. You're really not. <laughs> like they say, your brain doesn't start stop developing until you're 25. So, I mean, at the bare minimum, you really shouldn't be having kids at 25. I mean, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Obviously, I had my first child when I was 19. But I'm not saying that that's the smartest idea because, you know, my daughter has had to suffer through all of my transgressions. That's really not fair to her. And, uh, just those things man we're taking our kids through these ups and downs lefts and rights and and then you have to deal with the behavior patterns once you realize that it's your it's your fault you know like in all honesty like ADHD and stuff like that is hereditary but are the parents the ones causing it because we're putting our kids in front of these tablets we're putting our kids in front of these video games instead of taking the time and spending it with your child like we're you know 
are we creating these problems? Who knows? It's just, you know, one of the many things that I ask myself every day. Like, one of the other things I live with because of my daughter's death is PTSD. Like, (laughs) I really, really struggle with it. Sometimes I'll see a baby and I'll get flashbacks. You know, I'll have flashbacks of when I literally had to tell them to pull the plug. I mean, it was like the the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like, (laughs) walking into the room and the doctor walking in and, like, having to tell them to pull the plug on your child is, is the worst thing ever, man. And, you know, I really honestly still don't exactly know how to deal with it. But I am trying to deal with it in more healthy ways. Like, I write a lot more now. I like to talk to people about it. I like to go. That's one of the many reasons I'm doing this podcast is so I can get all this stuff out and start to maybe help inspire people to get better and to reflect on themselves more. That's the goal. We should all be doing that. You should be reflecting on yourself every single day of the week. What can I do better than I did today? You know, and some days it's really okay. <laughs> You're going to have bad days. It's it's okay to, to lock yourself in the room, play games, do whatever you need to do, listen to music. You're going to have days like that, especially when you've been, you know, through through the ringer. Life has put you through the ringer and it's perfectly okay perfectly okay to have bad days like that that's the thing you got to remember like don't beat yourself i mean this is honestly something i got to remember too i beat myself up a lot it happens <laughs> but like at the same time we are our own harshest critic we will always be our own harshest critic that's something to keep in mind so if you're gonna you know say things to yourself make sure you say nice things because that's the other thing going back to the mind If you get yourself to believe that you're ugly or that you're never going to be anything, you keep telling yourself that every day, your mind is going to act on that. Like, you're going to believe it. You're going to accept that belief, whether it's true or not. Your mind is going to go act on that. I never have any money. I'm always broke. I'm always this or that. I'm never going to be good enough. You keep saying that every day, you're never going to be good enough. Need to re- every time you have those type of thoughts you need to replace them with good ones Just replace it immediately with something like I am good enough I am enough you know just simple things like that and you'll watch how your your world and your reality changes I notice that when I do it things do change my mind you know if I catch myself in a really bad day you know I go and I reset I walk into the other room take some deep breaths that's one of the most powerful things you can do for anxiety as well is learn to control your breathing take deep breaths that's why it's in every meditation practice in the world take deep conscious breaths you know in and out and then take a couple seconds to yourself then act especially if you get angry it's another way if you start to feel yourself get angry Take some deep breaths because you'll immediately calm down that way. Immediately it changes your heart rate. Because when you get angry and all that, your heart rate goes up. And that's just, you know, it's one of the ways of helping that. And this is, I mean, all information that you can look up online. It's definitely the, you know, one of the best means. Instead of going out and getting drugs or 
taking an anxiety pill. I mean, you can do that too, which <laughs> I'm not knocking anybody who takes meds. I'm just saying that there's healthier ways. Like when you go to the doctor, what they want to do when you tell them that you have these problems is pump you full of drugs. That's because in reality, the American medical system are just, are just representatives of the pharmaceutical industry. They're there to sell you drugs. I noticed this when I went to many, many different doctors. They all want to just pump you full of drugs. And maybe, just maybe for a second, that's not what you need. Maybe you were looking for somebody to talk to, which in my case, that was it. Like I wanted to go talk to somebody, but you go to like, <laughs> I mean, you have to go to specific people for that. But like, if you go to your doctor for your mental health problems, they're just going to give you drugs. If you tell them this, they're going to give you this for this. When in reality, it could be so many things that are causing your mental health issues, not necessarily solvable by this, this certain med. That's why most of the time when you get put on antidepressants or anxiety meds, you'll have to try seven different ones before you find one that actually works or the side effects don't make you want to commit suicide because that's real. Like you ever ask yourself why the hell the side effects on some of these drugs are <laughs> suicidal thoughts? Like that's what I came to you for in the words of my friend, Cat Williams. <laughs> like I came to you <laughs> to cure my depression, not get a drug that makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like some of the side effects of the meds they give you are worse than the shit that they're curing. Excuse my language there. That's again, Cat Williams. <laughs> anyway, I kind of went off on a, ta- on a tangent there. But yeah, that's just, that's been my, uh, my daily struggle with anxiety and PTSD. And, you know, something I'm trying to be real with. I'm trying to talk about it and... Because I know the people around me are experiencing this too. You tend to, through the law of attraction, which I'll talk about in another episode because it's kind of a longer one, you tend to attract people into your life based on your inner feelings. So if you notice, a lot of your friends have very similar mental, mental issues as you, if you want to call it that. Like, you'll notice, if you talk to them enough, you'll notice... You know, the people you choose to associate with are very similar. And that's because through our mind, we attract that. We're attracting these people into our experience. It's not a coincidence. It's a law. It's the law of attraction. And that's actually a fascinating subject and something I can talk about for a long time. And it's actually one of the the reasons why I started getting, like, I'm going to call it conscious. So there's unconscious and then there's conscious folks. Being conscious is realizing who you are, what makes you tick. It's starting to ask the questions about yourself as to why you are the way you are. That is conscious. People who are unconscious are not thinking about anything like that. They're just, you know, roaming society, doing whatever it is that makes them feel good. I mean, I used to be that way, honestly. Like I look back 10 years ago, looking at my Facebook posts or, you know, some of my writings and my journals and like, I don't even recognize the person I was because of how much I've been through and because of how I look at everything now. I can't, I can't do anything without reflecting on everything. And that's just, to me, <laughs> sometimes it's kind of annoying because like, 
I can't, you know, watch something with my kids anymore without like thinking like, oh, how is this messing them up? <laughs> how is this going to be included in their the way they view reality and this stuff like that? Um, so yeah, that's the idea of what 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 it means from from not being conscious of self to being very conscious of self. And you know, there's lots of ways of doing this and that's one of the ways is just making sure you reflect on everything every day you go at the end of the day start a journal one of the best things you can do for yourself or your relationship for that matter is to start a journal a lot of things that you're afraid to say you can write down you know especially for someone with anxiety like me like it's much easier to write to my significant other or this or that, you know, than it is to just be like, hey, this is this is what's going on. It seems silly, but it also really works and it's proven to work. That's why a lot of like couples therapists will tell you to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, start self-reflecting, start realizing that you are enough. And you have to realize that with all your heart that you are enough and that we are so much more than we've led to we've been led to believe. We are literally infinite. We have infinite possibilities that we can accomplish in this world. The only thing holding you back is you, always. That is always something to remember. The only thing that's holding you back is you. I mean, think about it. We all we all make excuses. We all do this. You know, we all say we can't do that because of this, and. We're the ones holding ourselves back. That's what I need you to remember and what I want you to focus on. Ask questions. Like one of the another main goal I want to accomplish with this podcast is to get people thinking and asking questions about the world around them. It's okay to ask questions of the government. It's okay to ask questions of your family. It's okay to want to know more. Like I don't take anybody's word for anything anymore. I research, do my own research. I'm not talking about just watching a freaking YouTube video because I know people will say something about that. Should look like one of those guys get all your info on YouTube. Yeah, no, that's not me. But those people <laughs> also get all their information from the mainstream news. And let me tell you what: talk about a system of control. You need to remember that. Like most people don't understand that I'm going to go off on a tangent here about the news. <laughs> Sorry, it has to happen. Most people don't understand that the same corporations own all the news companies. So when you have liberal or or conservative media, they're really just two sides of the same people. And they are there to create a version of this reality that controls the collective consciousness. This is definitely something I probably include an entire episode on and probably will because it's interesting as well is the war on the collective consciousness as a matter of fact I'll do that in my next episode go ahead and write that down so I don't forget that's what that's that's what's going on behind the scenes that's what they talk about I don't know if you've ever heard probably I don't know a lot of people haven't heard because they're not in the underground communities there's there's a war going on for humanity there's a dark side and a light side a yin and yang that's always going to be that's always been going on and it always will be going on 
that's on in the greater scheme of thing the shortened shortened version is called the service to self path versus the service to others most religions follow the service to others path and that's the main goal behind them but anyway i could go off on a tangent here for a little bit longer i just wanted to talk a little bit today about about my anxiety how i've dealt with it some of the healthier means of dealing with anxiety talked a little bit about my daughter passing her name is Kaylin by the way I don't know why I didn't mention that earlier and it's you know definitely something that's affected me to this day and something you know I want to talk about other people's with or talk about talk to other people about you know my various addictions that I've been in over the years is another thing that I'll probably focus heavily on this podcast because like it's it's real. I want to be real with the world. That's what my goal is here. And then I talked a little bit about the shift, my shift from being unconscious to conscious and what that means for me. So on the next episode, I do believe I'll have an interview with my buddy Ricky and we're going to be talking about UFOs and UAPs and his opinion on that. I would also recommend, again, to go check out his podcast, The uh, Explorers of the Paranormal, on also on Anchor or Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Anyway, I appreciate you listening, and this is, again, Josh with Synchronized Universe. Have a great day.